A double espresso shot chased with the Red Bull, followed by Monster, doesn't even come close to the amount of energy today's Women of Impact has. A second-generation Filipino-American, she decided to not follow in her parents' footsteps by pursuing medicine, but instead to follow her passion for the arts. Well, in case you were wondering if that was a wise career choice, she went from working at the makeup counter at Barney's to becoming the most sought-after celebrity makeup artist to the most elite actors, musicians, and celebrities on the planet, such as Beyonce, Celine Dion, Heidi Klum, J-Lo, and Angelina Jolie, just to name but a very few. But giving herself over completely to her work meant that her own self-care and makeup regimen took a backseat and would consist of throwing on eyeliner at stoplights and mascara and blush on coffee breaks. But Duracell ain't got nothing on her. Realizing that 99.9999% of the population don't have glam squads, this energizer bunny decided to launch her own product line, Mali Beauty user-friendly, multitasking products that truly stay put all day for everyday real women. With her infectious personality and innovative product, her collection sold out in just 36 minutes during her debut on QVC in 2005, breaking records and landing her makeup line in coveted stores such as Fred Siegel. Today, she holds just a ridiculous amount of QVC Customer Choice Awards. She's been featured in the New York Times, Huffington Post, and appeared on shows like Oprah, The Today Show, Rachel Ray, and The View. So please, help me in welcoming the woman whose mission it is to empower others to celebrate the differences that make them amazing. The woman who is literally the human battery pack of beauty, giving juice to women everywhere. The makeover queen herself, Mally Ronkel. Girl, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for that. Why are you tearing up? Because, you know, it's so funny. Like, you're talking and you're saying all of these kind of crazy things that I guess I've done. But when you're grinding every day and when you're giving it all you got and you're a wife and a mom and, and a friend and a sister and, um, and a working woman, I think you don't take time to uh, realize how much has happened in your life. I feel um, proud of myself, mm. which is, I think, a hard thing for women to say. Why? Um, I think that we as women are really sort of trained to be hustlers, mm -hmm. quiet hustlers, though, not too, not too out there, not too... Uh, proud right but just always going keeping everything here i'm fine everything's fine but then always you know uh rushing and running to get to the next place yeah the thing in going through your story is you don't take no for an answer so i love the story of how when you were very first starting out and you were trying to go to um you're applying at an agency yes. and you walk in and there's this like really high powered man yeah. and you give him your demo and he throws it away and he looks at you and says it's garbage yes yeah but you didn't then walk out with your tail in between your legs no tell me about that story and then what pushes you to keep going because this whole show is about tactics. Yeah. How can someone, so many people will be yeah. in that moment, in that story, yeah. an agent saying no, yeah. and they just like, well, I guess yeah. I'm gonna go, you know, take a nine to five job because clearly yeah. I'm not good. Yeah. Right. But I think it's the mentality that you did that allowed you to 
be where you are today. So start with the story. Okay, so, all right, at the time when I was young, I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be like my parents, you know. I mean, they were immigrants coming over from the Philippines, and I just watched how they worked so hard and created an amazing life for me um, in, in New York growing up. I was very passionate about wanting to follow in their footsteps. That said, um, I, I always loved makeup. I knew that I wanted to be a makeup artist. I'd honed in on that, and I knew that that was where my passion lied. It was from the day I was born, that's what I loved. I just didn't know that that was like actually a job at the time. Remember, this is a long time ago where that was not like a big thing mm -hmm. to be a makeup artist, you know? But I knew I wanted to do it. And there, we were, I was in New York, uh, my early 20s, and everyone, you know, said, okay, well, if you want to be like a big makeup artist, you have to have an agent. Like, that's the way it works, you know? I was like, okay, because I had been getting all my own jobs, doing all my own billing. I was, you know, mm -hmm. but I knew that that's what I had to do. So uh, I went to all these agencies, and they were like, no, slam, no, slam, no, slam. I was like, you know what? I don't know. Maybe this just isn't for me. I met a hair guy on a job, and he's like, you're amazing. You need an agent. You need to go see my agent. I was like, okay. And I got an appointment. I go in. It's on the phone. Big, you know, he's really intimidating, like huge desk with like 14 phones. And he's like, she won't do anything but fly private. She's $10,000 a day, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, snap. Okay. I go in. He's on the phone. He points, put the book down push the book. I'm sitting there. He's on the phones, flipping through like this. I'm at the other end of the table. Shit, this is really going to be painful. Um, hangs up the phone. He looks at me. He's like, um, yeah, your book is shit. So I don't really know what I can do for you. Mm. So, you know, and I'd been in this place before. So I'm like, go to get up. And I was like, you know what? This is the guy I want. So I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to walk away. And I said, okay, here's the deal. I believe that you're the right agency for me. I will do anything you say. I will go anywhere you tell me to. I will blah, 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 blah. And I just, diarrhea of the mouth, right? Anything that you want me to do. And I knew in that moment, at that time, that had I not taken the chance, what have you got to lose? Mm -hmm. I think... We psych ourselves out. Mm. We psych ourselves out. I'd been told no so many times that I just believed that that's what my destiny was mm. going to be. And in the final moment, in the moment where it really counted, mm. my soul told me no. You go in. You don't take no for an answer. And whatever it takes, you just do it. You just say it. And you give it all you got. We all, I think, have this moment sometimes where it's like, well, it's just not meant to be, mm -hmm. so I'm going to let it go. Mm -hmm. But what we don't realize is we've been given the power and the energy to grab it and yes. take it yes. and run. And so how do you do that and still be authentically yourself? So the story that I 
freaking in love. It's the first time you meet Beyonce and you go to do her makeup. Yeah. And um, she basically is used to people doing her makeup for two hours. You mm -hmm. go in, you do it for 10 minutes and you're like, okay, you're done. Yeah. Now in those moments, like you said, maybe yeah. you've only got one shot. Yes. So how do you thinking, okay, I'm sitting in front of Beyonce, I'm doing her makeup. I maybe have one shot yeah. and I'm telling her no, no. Even though she's saying like, hang on, no, you're not done. You're like, no, you are done. Yeah. How do you own those moments and not fear that this is my one shot. So I need to do everything that she says instead of trusting your instincts. Um, I believe so much in the energies that guide you. What do you mean by that? If you are sitting there and the idea even enters your mind just a little bit, that is the whisper that God, the universe, the positive energies, your angels, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it, right? Because I am so in tune, or I try to be so in tune with what God or the universe, you know, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it, is telling me to do, what my mission is, which path to take. Uh, the first time I met Beyonce, um, I was sitting there uh, and she walked in and literally I'd never seen a face this beautiful in my life. And, and it was funny because whatever the, the, the energy was that was talking mm -hmm. to me said, don't do what you've seen before. Do your thing. Mm -hmm. Go your way. Do it on the biggest celebrity in the world. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. Okay. Right. But that's but, super scary yeah, in those moments. Super scary. Um, I will admit, I stepped out for a minute and I called Phil. Okay. And I who's said, your husband? Who's my husband? Yes. Who is my rock? Who's the one I trust mm -hmm. most in the world mm -hmm. when it comes to these kinds of decisions? And I called and I was like, "What do I do? What do I do? I know I can do what what you know what what's been done in the past and what works. I know oh, I can do what works, but do I do what my heart is telling me to do? And you know what's funny? I made that call knowing what I was going to do. I was going to say. Yeah, you know, I knew what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. But in that time, I was, you know, I was, I was in my 20s. I was real, you know, this was a pivotal moment. Mm -hmm. So I said, I got to call somebody. Right. But you don't have to call somebody because you know what you're supposed to do when you're brought to that point. And that moment, I mean, changed the course of your career. My, my, my career, my life. So I did the makeup. And it was literally 10 minutes because she was so perfect that there was really not much to do. And I said, uh, okay, I'm done. And she said, well, no, boo, makeup takes two hours. And I said, B, with your face and my makeup, it takes 10 minutes and you're done. And she looked at me, I'm not going to lie, she looked at me like, <laughs> okay. Okay, if you say so. And obviously, she looked in the mirror, so she said, "Okay, yeah. uh, let let you know we'll give it a shot." Yeah. And uh, I get a phone call a couple weeks later from her um, her publicist, who's still with her to this day, and she said, "Okay, here's the deal. We got um, three three premieres. This is for the Austin Powers movie, right? Three premieres: New York, L.A., and London. We laid out all the pictures." And she pointed to your picture and she said, call that girl and see what she's doing for the next year. And I was like, trust your gut. Trust your gut every time because it's never going to steer you mm -hmm. the wrong way. And that changed my life. My, and I can say my life because my 
artistry career took me so many places. Mm -hmm. So much so I wouldn't have met my husband if I didn't do I wouldn't have started Mally Beauty. I wouldn't have found my passion for not only wanting to create makeup but and, and tips and secrets to make everyone feel good, but also realizing that my passion is also just to lift women up mm -hmm. and just help them find the tools that they need to live authentically, you know, as who they are. Which is a very funny conversation. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that putting makeup on, doing your hair, doing all this, does that make you insecure? Is that insecure? In yes. No, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. The opposite. Can I get an amen? <laughs> oh my God. I've been here. Oh my God. Come on now, girl. <laughs> For people listening to this on podcast, oh. she has a fan that she just opened and it actually says amen. And now she's fanning herself with a fan that's gigantic that says amen. That's amazing. You, we, we need a Lisa fan. Everybody, well, I'm working on it. We're going to make it happen. So, yeah, because this is the thing that I find so interesting. Mm -hmm. And I've heard so many times, oh, she wears makeup. She must not like herself. She wears makeup, she must be really insecure. Ooh, she must really be hiding something mm. behind all that. Not just me, but women mm -hmm. in general. And I find it so interesting and so empowering and awesome that you thought it was the opposite. Yeah, absolutely. But I used, I mean, when I was a kid, I wouldn't leave the house if I didn't have makeup on because I was so teased for my looks. Mm. I had braces, I had the head brace, I had mm. elastic bands in my mouth. I mean, I had the whole shebang. But here's the danger. I started to so think of myself as I was only beautiful mm -hmm. if I wore makeup right. that I wouldn't leave the house yeah. without it. To the point where my mom was literally going down to the local store to pick up milk or whatever. Right. And I refused to go with her mm. because I was like, if somebody sees me, they're going to see me without makeup. Yeah. And that's actually an interesting um, topic for us to talk yeah. about is self-confidence tied to are physicalities mm -hmm. and I'm massively a component of like put pink in your hair if it feel makes you feel good right yeah, like yeah. put makeup on if it feels yeah. good yeah um where is that fine take off your shoes we're gonna, let's, we're gonna, get, uh, into we're gonna get into it and it. I can feel it so I'll go get down <laughs> all right so, so. In fact, if you're a catch talking about um so you actually have a alopecia correct yes so <gasps> talk to me about that because oh the tie to self-confidence yeah. and our physicalities can be very dangerous and I'm really aware of that yeah. because while I love wearing makeup I love yeah. dressing up I've made it a point to still post photos of me without right. makeup because I don't want my self-esteem to be tied to my uh, my physicalities so right. talk to me about that and then when you discovered you had alopecia and how that made you feel and well I learned so much about myself during the alopecia oh. I mean, it changed my life in, in the best way. It was horrible going through it. Long story short, I'm gonna say like seven years ago, or something like that, I remember I got out of the shower, I looked in the mirror and there was a little spot right in the center of my forehead, like right above my hairline. And I just had no hair. And I was like, well, that's strange. Like just like a bald just spot. Just a bald spot. Mm -hmm. And here's the funny part. So growing up in the 80s, I had Oh, honey, I'm going to show you crown pictures. <laughs> I had, I remember I used to touch the top roof of the car, mm -hmm. okay, because it was big. And it was like my crowning glory. It was my thing. I would get up hours before school to do my hair because it was my calling card. It made me who I was. Mm -hmm. 
my hair, my makeup. That was who I was, you know. So I look at the picture or I see my, 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 the bump, the hole, the bald spot. And I'm like, what is that? It's strange. A couple of days later, I looked at my friend. I said, is it getting bigger? And she's like, it's getting bigger every day. I take a picture of it. I send it to my, my doctor. And he says, do you know what alopecia areata is? And I was like, yeah, but I don't get that. I have great hair. I have a lot of hair. That's, that's who I am. He said, I think you need to come in and see me because we need to start, you know, treating that before it spreads like wildfire. Well, before I knew it, I was completely bald here in the wow. front of my head and the crown of my head, so the whole wow. entire back, bald. And, every, and you said this is seven years ago, so your yeah. Mali Beauty is already out. Oh, yes. And so you're already, Mommy, I'm on mm, TV. Mm, mm. I'm doing live shows on QVC. I'm going on Good Morning America. And every day, my hair is falling out in giant pieces. And I was so... Um, afraid that this person that was created, that was, that was who I was, 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 was going, well, who was I going to be if I didn't have hair? And then the eyebrows, the eyelashes, all of this stuff. No, 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 no. This is who I am. You can't take that away from me. First of all, I think it was two things. Number one, I think I was going through a lot of hard times at that moment. In life. In life. Okay. But I was not allowed, allowing anybody to see it. I was always trying to show that I, everything was together. I'm fine. Everything is fine. Yes, I'm good. Don't worry about me. Inside, you're dying. You're worried. Am I making the right decisions? Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing this right in business? Am I doing this right in family? Am I being a good mom? All these things. But I would never say it. So your body takes in all of that fear and all of that worry and it finds a way out. If you think that it's not going to find a way out, you are very mistaken. And I, I get emotional because I feel so much for all of us who try so hard to hide our fears, worries, and insecurities. So uh, God said to me, um, I'm going to hit you right in the balls. I'm going to hit you in the place that you trust the most, that you know is your thing. And it was terrifying. So that was one. I was hiding all my, my worries. Number two, um, that was who I was, like I said. Your identity. My identity. Mm. And without that, who are you? Mm. And I had to figure it out. And then it also helped me realize that I had to take care of myself mm -hmm. because this was obviously a physical thing. So I did more yoga. I did more meditation. I took more time for myself. Um, I, I checked my physical, you know, I found that I had a re I was really low in iron and mm -hmm. I wasn't addressing that. Um, and I addressed all those things and I did everything and until now. We're, we're good. Yeah. Well, how do you yeah. emotionally like then take yourself through that? Because I hear like, okay, you did the yoga. So you, yeah. you acted in accordance, right? Okay. Yeah. I recognize it's my, my body. I'm not treating it the way it right. deserves. Right. I need to, you know, yeah. change that. 
But emotionally, like you said, your calling card for your business was your appearance. And so take me through a day where like you're just feeling crushed and let's say you have to be on TV. What do you emotionally do to get yourself through that? Because whether it's alopecia or other people just have an identity, a knock on their identity. How does someone um, get through that and stay positive to come out the other end? Yeah. Um, Okay, so I pray to me you cannot get through a day without having something to believe in. I choose to believe in positivity. I choose to believe, you know, we make this thing that we're, I'm a positivity preacher. That is my thing. And you know what? Some people hate it. Some people are like, oh, shut the fuck up. Why do you think that is? Um, I think because, well, first of all, I've always been this way. And um, it all comes from a very, very... Uh, quite honestly, a very uh, sad place because, um, you know, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer before I turned one year old. They gave her six months to live. And they said, uh, you know what? She could die today. She could die today. For 17 years. She ended up living for 17 years. 17 years. Thank you, Lord. But it was because of her faith, Mm -hmm. because of her strength, in something to believe in. So I watched this Mm. and I chose positivity every day because even as a child, I knew I didn't want to have that last moment be one that was not full of joy. And I fought as hard as I could every day to find the joy, no matter what it was. And that was so ingrained in my DNA that that's the reason why I am who I am today. That said, it's not always easy, right? Right, To find that positivity, it's not. But one thing I do know is you wake up every day and you say, okay, whatever energy I talk to, I can't do this alone. So what are we going to do together as a team to get me through this moment? Mm -hmm. And whether that's praying, whether that's meditating, whether that's, you know, any other thing that you need, as long as it's not messing with your brain, right? You got to get through that. And number two, always find, it sounds so corny, but I don't care. I'm going to preach it till the day Mm -hmm. I die. Find something to be grateful for Mm -hmm. because there's always something and take that and run with it. And you will find a way to get through moment by moment. You are so much stronger than you think. How do you find it? You gotta dig deep. Mm. You gotta go in places that don't always feel good. But it's going to, if you really want to, it will find you. Mm. It will always find you. Yeah, God, I have a great quote of yours on gratitude when you said, like, I just practice gratitude. Mm-hmm. And you, you said, be grateful. I find the minute I start to feel sorry for myself, I look at what I do have and what makes it special and it fires my ass up again. That's right. Um, 
So I love everything you're saying. So you literally, so let's say you're about to go on camera mm -hmm. and so you sit there, you pray, mm -hmm. get help me get through help this. Me, yep. And then you focus on what I'm grateful for. Yep. And that gives you the confidence. That like, yes, that gives you the confidence. And then you focus. If I'm selling something on live national television, I forget everything anything that's going on in my life, you just focus on what is the task in front of you. Mm -hmm. Again, if it's you work at Starbucks and you got to make that latte, damn it, you're going to make the best fucking latte there is. Yes. And, right? And that is what, and that's the thing too, is have pride in what you do. Whether that's, whether it's a, a you know, a job or a task or um, anything. Phil always says this thing, at the end of the day, if you can look in the mirror, mm -hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, there's nothing left. There's no kids, there's no husband, there's no friend, there's no sister. It's you and you. And if you can look in the mirror at the end of the day and say, you know what? I went in and did the best that I could do. Then you can, you can sleep at night. Mm -hmm. Now that said, you got to be a little gentle with yourself. Every day doesn't have to be the marathon winner. If today's the day that you need to sit with your husband, with your puppies, and just watch movies and, and, and you know, eat ice cream or do whatever, then that, is, that was your mission for the day. Then you do that really well. You know what I'm saying? And you give that 110%. You don't have to... Um, win the marathon every day. Did you have that attitude even starting out? Because the one thing that I find with a lot of successful women that I talk to mm -hmm. is they had to do the grind day in, day out at the beginning. And it was in hindsight that they've realized they didn't, that you, that you don't have to do the marathon every day. But my question always is, but would you have been as successful mm -hmm. if you, Mally Ronkel, when she's doing the makeup for Beyonce yeah. is like, I just want to chill at home and watch Netflix right now. Would you have still been as successful? Let me think about that. Let me think because when I knew I wanted to be a makeup artist, I was on the grind. I was going to do it. Nobody's going to stop me. I did every single job. I said, yes, I did babies for magazine covers. I did rap videos. I did whatever it took. Well, I was going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. um, one day I'm sitting at home with my best friend, and I get this phone call from a friend of mine. He's like, oh my God, Mally, um, you need to go do this job. You need to go do this job because my model's there and the makeup artist didn't show up. Oh, come on, you know, I need you to do this for me. She's there, you know, everybody's the photographers, blah, blah, blah. I was like, mm. nah. It's like, uh, listen, at least call the photographer, at least call him. I get on the phone. It's this man with a southern accent. And I was like, hi. He's like, I'm about to jump out the window. Mm. I need you to come over right now. And I lied. I was like, I have something else to do. I have some meetings later, mm. blah, 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 blah. All right, well, maybe next time. Hangs up the phone. Something in my soul said, don't give up this moment. Mm. Don't give up this moment. This is an opportunity. You're growing. You're learning. You just go do the damn job. You can go to the movies another day. Mm. I walk in, it's this man, this gorgeous photographer, 
I was like, okay, I'm here. I'm going to save the day. We work together all day. We do beautiful pictures. We take the da 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 da. At the end of the day, he says to me, well, let's go to dinner. I said, I'm not going to go to dinner with you. I just met you. He said, you might as well go to dinner with me because you're going to marry me someday. And that was 25 years ago. And had I not gone on the hustle, I wouldn't have met Phil. Married him, had three beautiful mm -hmm. babies, and created this life. Mm -hmm. That said, I went to the movies the next day. Okay. <laughs> so here's the lesson in that. Yeah. Yes, you have to hustle. Yes, you have to take the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Don't turn down when you have opportunities to better yourself. Mm -hmm. But there's always going to be a moment where you can sit back and say, you know what? Today's the day. Mm. I'm going to watch Netflix. And that's good for yourself. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Are you um, able to, God, I'm going to say balance. I don't personally like that word. Yeah. But I heard you saying it was so powerful where you said, you know, you work so hard for your family. Yeah. You know, you're working as hard as you are. You're growing as big as you are. All to provide for your family. But at what point are you doing that, that it becomes so detrimental that you're not with your family anymore? Mm. And I loved it when you said that. And I, wanna, I wanted to ask you, where is that fine line for you? And how do you assess that? Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, that's what they're dealing with, especially women now, as there's more space mm -hmm. where women are absolutely being accepted in the business sure. world. And there's that struggle between how much time do I spend at work? Yep. How much time do I spend with my family? Yep. You've got three beautiful children. Mm. Um, how did you then assess those moments where it's like, I'm building this for my kids. And it's like, crap, I'm not even with my kids anymore. Yeah. Okay, here's the deal. Everybody's got a different. Of course. Right? Everybody's got a difference. You cannot judge anybody's, uh, you know, desire to work or be with their kids or how that works for them. Mm -hmm. I made the decision early in the beginning to, if I was going to have these babies with Phil, that I was not going to be away from them. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to let somebody else raise my kids. Mm -hmm. And that was my decision. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny. I, I'll never forget this. I was at QVC years ago. had the big belly. I had twins in there, which, you know, we're, we're both short. So you can imagine <laughs> you, if you had twins, yeah. in the, it, you, there, it's out here, okay? You can't see your toes, all right? I didn't see my vagina for a long time, <laughs> all right? So we're just going to leave it at that. Um, so I'm at the queue, and, and this very, very beautiful, wonderful, powerful um, woman who is in the beauty industry came up to me. She touched my belly. She said to me, you are on a rocket ship with Mally Beauty. I know you know that. She said, listen to me. She's holding my belly. She mm -hmm. said, I missed every single first step. Mm -hmm. I missed every single lost tooth. I missed every single soccer game. She said, and I'll never get that back. She said, mm -hmm. if that's what you want, you need to make that decision mm -hmm. because this industry will eat you up. Mm -hmm. Luckily, you know, Phil and I work together, so that's another mm -hmm. part of it. I've had this moment with myself. Mally, if you had been more of a gangster, if you had said to yourself, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to hit the road for a month and I'm going to do this, I'm gonna, would you be more successful? Mm -hmm. And you know what? Probably 
honestly with myself, yeah, I probably would be. But that's not the life that I chose. So no judgment. Mommies want to go out there and hustle and hit the road. And you know what? That's, that's beautiful. That's a great thing. And your family, it's your family. You choose what's mm. right for you. Mm. I just, for me, that wasn't the route I wanted to take. But I love your honesty on assessing. Mm. Like, how has this, like, hindered my career? And yeah. it has. But sure. that's okay because mm. I've made a decision and right. a choice. Right. And I so love that. And I completely and utterly agree. And, you know, a lot of people are just like, oh, but, you know, you've missed out on having children. And don't you feel better? Like, I've made a choice. Right. And before I had kids, I assessed my life. And I'm like, I love the life that I have. Mm -hmm. So I made that choice in accordance. Right. And I think that that's really the goal and, and the point and what, you know, what you said is, you looked at your life, mm -hmm. what do I want, yes. and then how do I live my life to get that? That's exactly right. It's amazing, right. I That's love That's exactly that. right. And I love, I'm always, you know, I look at my girlfriends who have chosen the route. You know what, I'm not gonna have kids. I'm mm. not going to. I'm gonna focus on this. And I'm like, that's so badass too. <laughs> it's all so badass because that's the thing. And it's, you are impacting, oh my God, women, children, families, by just doing what your calling was. And I think that if more people just did whatever the hell they wanted to do, as long as you're not hurting anybody or offending it, well, I mean, I offend a lot of people, but as long as you're not hurting anybody, the world needs more of that. The world needs more. The world needs more freedom. You know, we're all so held back. We're all so, you know, it's funny. I go to these events and stuff, and it's, um, it's so, uh, it, everybody's very proper mm -hmm. and is doing what they're supposed to be doing. And, and I get to these places where I'm like, don't you just want to scream? Don't you want to just start twerking? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so take me through that, because yeah, you actually okay. said, uh, God, I can't remember what word you just used, but basically you get hate for that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So let's talk about that, because going back to like being authentically Thank you, you, yes. you are just full of life, girl. <laughs> and I heard an interview where you were talking to Bobby Brown, and she said that when she was on QVC that yeah. she felt like she's just very boring and corporate, and yeah. you know, so she doesn't have the personality. And you said, actually, I think I'm on the opposite side. So here you've got these two incredibly successful women, mm. and you've got her judging herself for being too serious, too corporate, and you're like, well, I'm the loud one <laughs> with the hair and the makeup and the eyelashes, right. and you know, I, people tell me to tone it down. Right. You know, like you're not going to sell as much if you're yeah. as boisterous as you are. Yes. A lot of people would think about the business yeah. and I'm always about what serves my goals right so if I was you I'm thinking okay my goal is to be to like my goal is to make this product the biggest thing on the planet right um is my personality hindering my goal okay if it's hindering my goal maybe I should tone it down right. now in hindsight after having been you know go go through the evolution I would say the same as like well screw you if right. you don't like my product I am who I am right but back in the day you're starting out you're on QVC how do you own who you are? Very good question. Um, I grappled with that with myself for a long time. Um, so yes, I go, I am me. There is nothing that even I can do about it. You know, I have tried so hard to, you know, 
flatten the hair. Really? You tried hard to I do that? I did try. Okay. I did try because there have been a few mm -hmm. times in my life where people have told me, if you don't, um, in my case, yeah. if you don't calm down, right. if you don't chill out, if, you don't, if you're not so loud and take off the lashes and the hair and all this thing you got going, it's too much. And you're turning people off. And uh, we all know that if you ride straight down the middle, you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. If you're too far this way, you're going to alienate some people. If you're too far this way, you're going to alienate the others. Mm -hmm. So you want to go right down here, you're good. I, I could not do that. So my choice was, Mally, if you, what's the best way you can serve your goal? Mm -hmm is to sell and demonstrate your makeup from your heart as who you are. Mm. Okay, there's people that are gonna, ha I'll never forget the day. I had sold out on QVC. I was selling makeup like crazy. Oh, they love me, they love me, they love me. And I'll never forget it. Who the hell does this woman think she is? Mm. She's so loud. She's so stupid. Why does she talk like that? She, you could tell she's unintelligent. You could tell. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, they don't like me. Mm. The product is good. The product would be much better if she would just get out of the way. First, I was in shock because right. I didn't know that that was a thing, mm. that somebody would actually go on a computer and write things about somebody who they didn't know. Mm. You know, why would you do that? Um, so that was, it stung, it, it stopped me in my tracks. Literally, my entire brain went all the way back to who, who do you think you are? Why are you even doing this? Who, you know, what, 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 wait a minute, you should have gone to medical school because mm -hmm. nobody likes you. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, you're, you crumble. Mm -hmm. Um, my husband has this thing called the 80-20 rule, which is 80% um, if you're lucky of the people who are going to be flipping the channels are going to stop and they're going to go, oh, this is interesting. I kind of like her. Okay, I'll watch some more. Then there's the 20 that are going to be like, She's ugly. She's crazy. What are those big old teeth? Stop talking. Her face is crooked. Like all the, whatever, anything they could grab, mm. they're going to do. And he would say, this is what we want. I said, why do we want that? Why don't you want everybody to like you? So first of all, not everybody's going to like you. And that's life. And those 80, if you fall in love with them and they fall in love with you, they will protect you and they will come and be, they will be your tribe. Mm. And you know those people? Those are your people. Mm. Those people are not your people. And I think that that's what we all as women and as humans have to realize, that those aren't your people. Mm. So don't focus on them. Mm. You know, go focus on the things and the, 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 the journey that is meant for you. The, the journey that's going to fulfill you and it's going to fulfill all the people in your life because when you're happy and you feel healthy and you feel good, oh my God, you're, you're magical, mm. you know? And that's what our job is. I love that. Mm -hmm. So you said that you had 
when it first started happening, you did try to flatten the hair yes. and you did. How did you feel when you were doing that? And what was that turning point where you're like, screw this? Because yes, yes. I assume there's a turning point. Because yes, now you're yes. like, So take me through how you stopped conforming yeah. and how you went back to just owning who you were. Um, it's, it was always very short-lived. But yes, there were times where I would say, okay, Mally, if you want to be successful... If you want to be a, a good business person, you have to you have to try to please everyone. Mm. That is your job. So so I said, okay, today I'm not gonna be extra. Today okay. I'm just gonna wear you know casual clothes. Mm. I'm gonna wear flat shoes. I'm not gonna wear any makeup. But it never felt like myself mm. when I didn't do what was in me to do to present myself in the way I wanted to present myself. You know, and not everybody has that, I know, but everybody has that thing that is authentically who they are that if they don't do it or put it on or, uh, you know, make it a part of their, their presentation, mm. they can't really be who they are. So every year... Twice a year, we go to RuPaul's Drag Con, and we take our kids. We take our kids. As you know, we are a family of self-proclaimed weirdos. Mm -hmm. We're okay with it. We're the circus family, we always say. And, um, and we love to go to this place, and we've raised our kids to be accepting of all. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. It is absolutely true that hate and prejudice is, is taught. They're not mm -hmm. born that way. So anyway, we go to DragCon, and we're there, and everybody's dressed, and we do our thing, and, you know, everybody's got their own little outfits or whatever, and they're drag queens on roller skates just skating by, big, you know, crazy wigs, and this is normal for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, one day, uh, one of them said, um, so why, you know, they just don't, you know, look like that every day, you know? I said, Oh no, honey. These most of these people that come to DragCon spend their nine to five Monday through Friday dressed in an outfit that doesn't feel like who they are. Mm -hmm. And they said, Well, why? Mm -hmm. And I said, Because people don't accept them for who they are. People don't love them for who they are. As a matter of fact, people will try to hurt them. For who they are and they live in a mask and they could not fathom it they couldn't fathom it they said that's that's not why you're born you're born to be who you are and everybody loves everybody <laughs> and I said in a perfect world honey yes everybody loves everybody but it's not how it is and we fight every single day you know, my kids, our kids are special and funny and strange and beautiful in the way that they were born. And we, Phil and I as parents, we push that into them. We, we just shove it in and we go, more you. You need more you. Let's keep doing that. And, uh, you know, there's a few people, those trolls, mm -hmm. that say, mm, you're raising your kids in a bad way. You're letting them think that this is normal, this is not normal. 
and we're going to fight that every step of the way. Mm. I am no longer allowing myself to be around people that make me feel like shit. I'm just not doing it. Mm. I've done it. I've tried to make that person like me because I thought I would like me better if that person liked me. Mm. I have tried to please that person. Well, why don't you like me? There must be something wrong with me, so I'm going to make myself into what you think I should be. No, that's not working. I, I, I want to feel good. I want to be around people that make me feel good for who I am. And I'm not going to waste any more time on the people that don't mm -hmm. or won't. Stop trying to force that person to love you. Mm -hmm. They don't, they're not meant for you. No. Or it would be easy because you're easy to love. Oh. But I think it all has to start with the confidence right. to then say, I'm not going to conform. Right. And then once, at least for me, once I then did that, right. I have the confidence enough to actually like myself. Right. To then not to then decide I'm not going to conform, mm -hmm. to then say I'm only going to be around people that are going to make me feel good for who I am, mm -hmm. and then you find the people. Yes. It's like this whole stepping stone effect that yes. is needed. And it's not easy. It's not, no, for sure. Um, you know, it took me a long yeah. time, especially I think being a people pleaser, Right. which I think as women we're raised mm -hmm. to be. That, yeah. that was our job, yeah. we serve, you know. and. It's okay to serve if that's your choice. Mm -hmm. But if you feel like you're being forced to serve because that's what you're supposed to do, that's not, that's yeah. not gonna work. I'm with you there, <laughs> That girl. ain't gonna work. You need to move on. Um, so yes, it takes a long time. And raising three girls is a big, um, that's a big thing because I see it already. Mm -hmm. You know, I see it already is you want that, that cool girl to like me and when you realize that you're the cool girl yeah you know that's when you win i love that mm -hmm. what's your superpower my favorite quote by maya angelou and i say it all the time people will forget what you said people will forget what you did but people will never forget how you made them feel and my superpower, I believe, is finding someone and trying to make them feel good about who they are. That is my thing. I look into somebody and I can see what their gift is. And I take that gift and I grab it and I squeeze it and I love it and I show them, this is your gift. And I love doing that. I love doing that. I love watching someone's face when they don't realize how beautiful they are physically, mm -hmm. spiritually, emotionally, and showing it to them and seeing that moment. To me, that's better than any feeling in the world. Mm -hmm. So I, I look, I see, I snatch, and I show. <laughs> I love that. That's gonna be my. That's, that's a good superpower. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Where can people find you and your product and all the amazing? Oh my gosh. Okay, so my personal uh, Instagram 
Mally Roncal. Mally Beauty is the business, of course, Mally.com. Um, QVC, of course, is my home for 15 years. Wow. Can't believe been 15 That's years amazing, I've been able girl. to have the honor to go. Um, and yeah, and so, and I'm working on some other, you know, ways to connect and realizing that it ain't done. That's another thing that I want so many women, at least, you know, uh, that feel like, oh, this is as good as it's going to get. Mm. I've had that problem. I've had to learn that big time. The best is yet to come. And you got to just keep on fighting and just put your big girl panties on and say, you know what? Uh-uh, I ain't done yet. Amen. Can I get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're never done, right? You're never done. Uh. You got to keep going. If you are, if you are, uh, if you're still breathing, you're still learning, and you have to keep going. Mm. I know. Guys, 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 I assume you're still breathing, so keep going. <laughs> Take this woman's words. Go follow her. If you're not subscribed, click that subscribe button. Click the subscribe button. If you're not following <laughs> me, follow me at Lisa Bilyeu. And until next time, guys, be the hero of your own life. Peace out.